Welcome to King's Touch Church Podcast. We're so glad you're here. And wherever you're listening from, we believe God's word will impact your everyday life. Hallelujah. Lift those hands, let us pray. Surely, Jesus, you're honored, you're glorified in this place tonight. It's all about you. It's not about any man. It's not about any of the things that this world offers. It's all about you, your grace, your goodness, your power, your Holy Spirit. Now, Lord, tonight we open our hearts. We open our spirits. We open our lives up, Lord, that you may pour in the very life of God, the very streams of life that from within us will flow a river, the river of God. We ask, Lord, that you speak to us. Let there be a release in our minds, in our hearts, in our spirits, a release, a divine impartation to the glory of your name. We give you praise and glory, Lord. In Jesus' name we do pray, and everyone say amen. amen. Let's give God a mighty hand of praise. <laughs> Hallelujah. And you may be seated in the presence of the Lord. Hallelujah. Well, it's another lovely evening, and uh, we thank God for all of you who are here tonight. Uh, I had been warned that Dow was hot, but uh, I thank God that uh, I'm enjoying the weather so far so good. Uh, the Lord has been gracious. Amen. Amen. We thank God for all of you who are here today, who are here tonight. I believe that the Lord is going to speak to you in a special way. Turn to your neighbor, tell them, neighbor, God bless you tonight, and tell them you'll be blessed. Because you came, hallelujah. Amen and amen. We love uh, all of you very much. Uh, I, uh, I traveled all over the world so many times over the few years that I've been in the ministry. I've been in the ministry for about uh, over 20 years. Over those few years, I've traveled all over the world. I got tired of being on aeroplanes. Sometimes I would be on uh, four flights a week. And uh, somewhere around 2010, I began to pray. I said, God, help me. I'm tired of traveling. And uh, as I was on the flight here uh, yesterday, I realized I hadn't been on a flight for a whole year. And I was so grateful to God that uh, I was able to come out here tonight. Uh, it was particularly exciting because uh, uh, I put aside all kinds of uh, invitations and uh, in all kinds of nations, but I'm particularly excited to be here with you because uh, you are family. Amen. Amen. Uh, you are you are you are family, and uh, uh, honestly speaking, I've only been on one flight this year, and it is to Da. So it's a, it's a great joy. Hallelujah. Amen. Uh, we appreciate all the pastors here, Pastor Juma, he was in uh, Kampala somewhere in April and we had uh, uh, some time with him and uh, we had uh, Sister Pam, she came through uh, somewhere I think in um, May, we had uh, Brother brother Emma, right? He came with uh, Pastor Fred uh, October. November, somewhere, somewhere not so long ago, and uh, we had some good time with them. It was a wonderful blessing. We pray that uh, the rest of you will get an opportunity to visit us in, uh, in Kampala. And uh, as you're coming, please let us know. We'll be glad to have you with us and uh, get you some matoke. I'm sure you've heard about the, le le the legendary matoke. Uh, it's not a stuff of dreams. It's real. When you come, we'll make sure you get as much of it as you can take. Hallelujah. We appreciate the ministry and what God is doing here. We are proud and excited about what the Lord is doing. 
And I'm so glad that you are part of what God is doing here. Because as the years go down, this nation, this city is being impacted by God's work through this ministry. And you are blessed to be part of what God is doing. Hallelujah. Amen. So as you go through the years and uh, grow and uh, improve and increase in the Lord, count yourself, count it joy, count it a privilege, because you're making history right here. Hallelujah. Amen. We appreciate Pastor Fred so much. He's been a wonderful joy to us. Every time he comes to Kampala, they don't want to let him go. But they love him so much. However, they love you more than they love him, because they always let him come back here. Hallelujah. Glory to God. And uh, we appreciate him so much. It's a great joy. You missed a good place to give God a hand of praise. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. Last night we began talking about crossing over. We were in the book of Joshua chapter number one. We read all the way to verse number seven. From verse one to verse seven. For the sake of the word of the Lord, we'll read that portion of scripture again. And then we'll get into the word of the Lord tonight. Hallelujah. If you're in Joshua chapter 1, say amen. amen. If you're not there yet, say not yet. Oh, with today's technology, we are all there. All right. Uh, what we have done back at our church, we give the guy who puts the scriptures up there, we give him a microphone so that he can also read what he puts up. But uh, we'll have mercy on him today. I will do the reading tonight. I'm reading from the King James Version of the Bible. I hope you have the King James up there. Joshua chapter 1 verse number 1 Now after the death of Moses the servant of the Lord It came to pass that the Lord spoke unto, Mo, uh, unto Joshua The son of Nan, Moses' servant, saying Moses my servant is dead Now therefore arise, go over this Jordan thou and all these people And to the land which I do give to them Even to the children of Israel Every place that the sole of your foot shall tread upon, that have I given unto you, as I said unto Moses. From the wilderness and this Lebanon, even unto the great river, the river Euphrates, and unto the land of all the Hittites, and unto the great sea toward the going down of the same, shall be your cost. There shall not any man be able to stand before thee all the days of thy life, as I will be, as I was with Moses, so I will be with thee. I will not fail thee, nor forsake thee. Be strong and of a good courage. For unto this people thou shalt divide for an inheritance the land which I swore unto their fathers to give them. Only be thou strong and very courageous, that thou mayst observe to do according to all the law which Moses my servant commanded thee. Turn not from it to the right hand or to the left, that thou may prosper whithersoever thou goes amen yesterday we began to talk about crossing over we talked about four things i know i said three but i talked about the fourth one as well i didn't count the fourth the first thing we talked about yesterday is you cannot go where you do not you must know where you're going if you don't know where you're going you're going nowhere if nowhere is where you're going then you are doing nothing you're going around in circles that does not mean you're not busy you'll be busy but going nowhere like the children of Israel they were busy 40 long years in the wilderness going somewhere but going nowhere you must know where you're going in order for you to cross over. If you don't know where you're going, you will never know. Even after you have arrived, you won't know that you have arrived. Number two, we said, if we're going to cross over, number two. 
Have the word of the Lord. Not about where you're going. Amen. Have God's word, God's inspiration, God's leading, God's direction about where you're going. Because only God's word can stand the test of time. Everything else fails in a matter of time. Even life itself, as long as we don't have God's grace on us, life fails. Everything that goes up comes down. Buildings go up, they come down. Uh, uh, houses are built, houses are destroyed. Everything that goes up goes down. The only thing that forever abides is the word of God. And if your life is established in God's word, if you have the voice of the spirit and you hear the word of the Lord, you will go forth in the power of the Holy Ghost and you will succeed eternally. Amen. Number three, we say it if we're going to cross over. Number three, do not keep your eye on yesterday. Hallelujah. Keep your eye on your tomorrow. Let go of your yesterday because yesterday will keep holding you back in yesterday. Everything that, uh, uh, that uh, was good out of your yesterday, take it with you and move on and move beyond your yesterday and build onto your life and build onto the future of your life, forgetting what is behind you, pressing forward unto what is before you. Hallelujah. And then number four, yesterday we said number four. Hallelujah. Every place that your foot shall tread upon, that is your ground to take. He said unto Moses in chapter number three, sorry, chapter number one here in verse number uh, three, Joshua, he said unto Joshua, every place that the sole of your foot shall tread upon, that ground have I given to you. We concluded by saying, find more ground for you to Put your foot because as the Lord leads you and you put your foot on the ground that God has for you, you will be able to occupy and take that ground. Hallelujah. Amen. Tonight, I'm not going to talk about four things. I'm going to talk about one thing. And I'm not going to talk about just one thing, but I'm going to talk about seven things in that one something. Then tomorrow, I will give you the other two things on crossing over. I'll make sure that uh, uh, we can compact together in our time here uh, what the Lord has for us. Hallelujah. Now, it is very important that we receive what God is doing because God sends his word. God gives us direction because he knows we're going to need that direction tomorrow. Amen. The reason why God sent me here is because God knows where he's taking you and he's given me a word to prepare you for where you're going. So when you get into your destiny, you have been equipped, you've been prepared, you've been set up right so you can thrive and you can excel in your tomorrow. Hallelujah. Amen. So take this word seriously because it is something that God is going to use to bring you into your destiny. Hallelujah. Tonight, we are going to begin from verse number 5. He says, There shall not any man be able to stand before thee all the days of thy life. As I was with Moses, so I will be with thee. I will not fail thee, nor forsake thee. Verse number 6. Be strong and of a good courage. For unto this people thou shalt divide unto them at this land as an inheritance which I swore unto their fathers to give them. Only be thou strong and very courageous that thou may observe to do according to all the law which Moses my servant commanded thee. Turn not from it to the right hand or to the left that thou may prosper whithersoever thou goes. Hallelujah. Crossing over tonight. We want to talk about the anointing to cross over. 
We must appreciate that it takes God anointing, God's anointing to get things done in the realm of the spirit. You are in a spiritual transaction when you get born again. Your life is beyond the natural. Your life is a spiritual life. Your life has spiritual principles and your life has a spiritual direction. Therefore, you need a spiritual anointing. You need the unction to function in order to get to what God has for you. You don't go about life like everyone else. You're not going about life like your neighbor, like your boss, like your landlord or your, or your, or your, or your, or your unsaved uh, loved ones. Your life is determined by the spiritual unction that is upon your life. So in order for us to pass over and to cross into the destiny that God has for us, we need to uh, begin to function in the anointing that God has prepared for us for that purpose. Now remember the children of Israel were in the nation of Egypt for many years. And after being in Egypt, God sent Moses. Moses had been in the wilderness for 40 long years. So Moses comes out of the wilderness with his long prophetic hands and he points a hand at Pharaoh and he says, let my people go. And that anointing upon Moses was the anointing of a deliverer to bring them out of Egypt. And so Moses performs signs and wonders by the hand of God until Egypt is broken down and they are subdued by the anointing of God that was flowing through Moses and they come out of Egypt. They go through the Red Sea and they find themselves in the wilderness. Moses sends them to spy the land and he says go spy the land. This is the land that God has prepared for you. And he sends them to spy the land but when they spied the land they came back with a bad report. They came back with a negative report apart from two men Joshua and Caleb. And the Bible say because they did not believe the Lord they were routed by their enemies and for the next 40 years they were not able to come out of the wilderness because they were not able to get that anointing to take them into the next level. You see, the anointing was upon Moses to take them to the next level. But when they rebelled against God and they rebelled against Moses, the anointing to take them into the next level lifted. So they stayed in the wilderness. Man, these guys were busy in the wilderness. They had all ideas. They had all strategies. They came up with all kinds of approach and all kinds of programs. Seven ways how to get out of the wilderness. 21 steps of getting out of the wilderness. 31 reasons how to get out of the wilderness. The bishop's revelation on how to get out of the wilderness. They, they, I mean, they came up with all revelations, but they did not come out of the wilderness because the action, the anointing to get them out of the wilderness had lifted. I say this with passion in my heart because I have seen the anointing come down. I have also seen the anointing lift. And I pray that you will never experience that in your life when the anointing of God lifts off your life. Because when the anointing lifts, you're nothing but a shell. You're not thing but uh, these seashells that have nothing in them they make a lot of noise they look good they look like they have the stuff but when you take a close examination of what's going on they have no substance and we run a risk in the kingdom of God today if the churches are running without the unction to function and therefore we need to stick unto God to hold on to his Holy Spirit so that we operate in the anointing of God this man in the wilderness went around in circles for 40 long years years. Don't think they were doing nothing. Don't think they were not trying to come out of the wilderness. They came up with every program to come out of the wilderness. 
Today's church thinks that the church in the wilderness enjoyed the wilderness. No, they did not. They came up with every strategy to get out of that wilderness because they did not love it in there. Remember, the place was hot. I'm sure you can relate with that. It was much hotter than Da. It was so hot. I mean, just imagine there's no air conditioner. All that they have is a couple tents. They can't farm. They can't do nothing. Their food is running out. They're complaining to God. Even the little water they get is a miracle. So they were fed up of the wilderness but they could not come out of the wilderness because they did not have the anointing to come out of the wilderness listen to me the crossing over you're going into the tomorrow you're walking into there is an unction there is an anointing to carry you from where you are to where god wants you to be at there is an anointing that will take this church from where it's been to take it to the next level this church as a ministry god has a great future for you as as a body of christ god has great things and great plans in store for you there is an anointing to take you from where you have been from your place of influence to the next level to the next dimension to the next action that anointing is possible that anointing is available and the only way you're going to walk into that destiny is when that anointing descends upon you and God quickens you therefore that anointing upon your life will move you and cause you to walk upon the high places of your calling in Christ Jesus remember he said unto the man of God remember it is not by might it is not by power but by my spirit now as long as you love the Lord as long as you are born again just remember it is not by might it is not by power but by the Holy Ghost by the anointing of God upon you everyone around may look at you and think they are better than you but if you have that unction you will outdo them you will outperform them because you have something they do not have they have some you have something they don't know about and you are able to do much beyond your ability as a man and as a woman so when we understand that unction of the Holy Ghost when we walk in that anointing to cross over then God carries us on hallelujah when the anointing of God comes down it is like the mighty wind up there when an eagle finds the current of the wind the eagle stops trying in its own might it finds the current of the wind and the eagle just goes into that current of the wing of the wind it stops flipping its wings it stops trying in its own strength and it just spread forth its wings and the wind carries that eagle listen to me when the anointing of God is upon you you will not be struggling and trying to get things done in your own ability you will not be struggling in the flesh and getting things done because of muscle power muscle power has its ability but it also has its limitation God's power is unlimited we call it dunamis it is all able it goes beyond all the dimensions of the world physical spiritual mental it goes all the way into the realm of the spirit it goes in the past it goes in the present it goes in the future i tell you when that anointing of god is upon you oh good god almighty you will tell yourself what was i doing doing things in my own ability hallelujah are you ready for the word tonight that was my introduction those of you bible students those of you from the bible school you're trying to rate me that was my introduction glory to god amen <laughs> Ooh, hallelujah tell your neighbor i like him uh, now you, you can even say it by faith maybe you don't like me just, just say it by faith <laughs> <laughs> sometimes i say it about myself sometimes i don't like myself and i tell myself by faith i love him 
Oh, glory to God. We're talking about the anointing to cross over. Seven secrets of the anointing to cross over. Number one, you must desire the anointing. Your desire for the anointing is what is going to quicken you. Your desire for the Passover is what is going to quicken you. You are going to stay where you are until you desire to go beyond where you are. You are going to stay in that same one bedroom little house, uh, living with cockroaches and rats and uh, talking about good things in the future and Until you get tired of it and get up and get out of there. Unless you have a desire, you'll stay limited by where you are. In order for you to catch the anointing, it begins at the place of desire. You must desire to cross over. Remember we said you must know where you're going. So I'm speaking to people who know where they're going. So they desire where they are going. They know that this is where they've been. And they know that this is where they're going. And they love where they are going. As a ministry, as a church, you are right here you know where you've been but you also know where you're going the men of God are laboring here to teach and to to disciple and to raise and to to instruct and to inspire you to move from where you are to another destiny to another tomorrow so you know where you're going as a ministry there is a tomorrow for you there is a future for you you know exactly where you want to be six months from now one year from now you know where you want to be by the time I come back here sometime in the future you have an idea where you want to be now now that you know where you want to be you must desire the anointing and the grace to get where god wants you to go you must have that desire i have seen people who say that god i am satisfied where i am if you want to heal me it is up to you if you want to heal me it's good if you don't want it's good such people never get any kind of miracle i've had those religious prayers prayed you know and they say oh god if you want to kill me kill me now if you want me to be alive let me be alive oh lord i am so sick if you want me to be sick let me continue being sick what does god benefit with you being sick you must appreciate that you must love to be healed so you don't pray that religious prayer i have been with pastors and we begin praying for the sick and they say god if you want i tell them stop don't say god if you want it's not about god wanting and not wanting because god wanted two thousand years ago that is why jesus died on the cross of calvary two thousand years god has been wanting and you're still asking him if he wants huh? he wanted so much that he gave his very best dying on the cross he wanted so much that he died for it and you have the guts to say god if you want We need to line up our desire. We need to line up our wanting and get to the place where we desire to cross over into the things that God has for us. If you are dust, if you are, if you are unsatisfied, if you have a desire to go beyond where you are, God will give you the anointing to take you beyond where you are and take you into the future. Hallelujah. It must begin with desire. Now desire must be grown and go beyond being desire and grow it to the place of desperation. You know, desire Desire is nice, but you know when your desire becomes so intense, it becomes ugly. We call it desperation. Some of you have a nice desire. Now you need to grow that desire until it is ugly and it becomes desperation. Because you see, desire can take anything that comes. Desire can wait. Desire can 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 be there and keep on hanging on. But desperation doesn't want to wait anymore. Desperation doesn't want to be postponed anymore. Desperation says it is now or never. Do or do. 
do, do or do. I mean, just do. Because when you're desperate, you've gone beyond wanting. You've gone beyond desiring. You have now gone to a place of desperation. Uh, let me break it down here. Wives, you get back home and uh, the husband comes in and he gives you a phone call warning you and saying, Honey, I'm coming home. I'm a little bit hungry. Whip up something for me to eat. By the time I get there, I would like to find something on the table. Listen to me. Do not be tempted to put a banana and a glass of juice on the table. Because by the time the man calls you, he does not just have a desire for a banana. That man is desperate. You better put a full-fledged three-course meal on that table. Otherwise, you're going to be in trouble. <laughs> Brothers, say amen. amen Hallelujah. Now, I don't know about men, but how would you like to go home? You've called a lovely wife. You've told her you're hungry. You're serious about this. You're leaving the office early. This thing is going down. You must get some good. How would you like to get there and you find a nice couple of bananas on the table with a nice glass of juice? Huh? There are times I've found such food at my home. I don't even touch the banana. I say, where, where, where the food at? Where's the food? <laughs> and some of these women are so clever. They tell you, begin with the banana. Now, 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 some of you are lucky. The husbands and the men you're cooking for, they can begin at the banana. But some of us men of God, we, we are not, I'm not beginning with the banana. I want to begin at the steak. <laughs> Bring the steak out. The banana is going to ruin my appetite. <laughs> you clever little girl, you tricked the man of God with a banana. Huh? Man of God, don't fall in that temptation. Listen to me, brother. You want a full-fledged meal? If you're desperate, do not be deceived by a banana. Now, for me, I take this food business very seriously. And once in a while, I call church people as well. I tell them, are you home? I am coming to your home next Saturday for a meal. And I tell you, when I call you, you better bring out all the works because I'm coming and I'm bringing an appetite and I am not asking for a banana. <laughs> Amen. See, you eat in a soup, little soup with two bands. You, 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 you sit down and eat the soup yourself. <laughs> Hello, somebody. There is desire and then there is desperation. If you have desire, you're beginning. You need to go beyond desire and get to a place of being desperate. And say, God, I am crossing over. I am tired of being here because I've been here long enough. I've gone around this mountain. I've memorized this mountain. I can go around this mountain with my eyes closed. I can go, I've gone around this mountain in my dreams and with my eyes open. I'm so tired of this mountain because the mountain is tired of me. I need to go beyond where I've been at. I can't take no for an answer anymore. Either you come and get me beyond here or you come and get me beyond here. Some of the greatest experiences I've had in the realm of the spirit is when I have been so hungry, so desperate for God, I have refused. I mean, uh, you go to seeking God, you get to a place, you say, God, I'm not ending this fast until ABCD is done. And then the next week, God does not do it. You say, God, I'm taking out the water. And for the next two weeks, no water. And say, God, if you don't come through for the next week, I'm not even swallowing saliva. <laughs> Hallelujah. You need to get to a place of being desperate. 
Something has to give. Something has to break. Something has to let go. If it means being being up all night, you got to stay up all night because you are desperate. Only desperate people really cross over. If you listen to people who have crossed over, they are so excited about it. They are so energetic about it because they were so desperate for it. They put so much on the altar. They put so much at stake that their desperation means they must cross over as a matter of time. They, they are not going to be delayed. They are not going to be held back. They must go. They must cross over. Why? They are desperate. If you're going to have the anointing to pass over, you must be desperate. Oh, those children of Israel were so desperate and so tired of being in the wilderness. They had all buried their fathers and mothers in the wilderness. They said, this wilderness is swallowing all of us up. We must get out of this wilderness. When Moses, when, when Moses was dead and God began to speak to Joshua, they were so desperate, they were ready to go. In order for you to have the anointing, you must be desperate. As I conclude, listen, the things you're desperate for, you will seek. The things you're desperate for, you will find. The things you're desperate for will find you. It's the law of attraction. You attract what you want. And what you want begins to attract you. You see, if you're not desperate for it, you do not see it. Have you ever been so hungry on that bus ride from Kakaka, from, from, from uh, up in the north? What's that district there? Uh, up all the way beyond Mwanza. You, you are so hungry, you've been on the way for 24 hours hours the people pass on the street with eggs and you you feel like those eggs man i want three but when you're coming from the spas you don't notice that there are people selling eggs in in in, in dar salam you've never noticed that they sell eggs in dar hawkers sell eggs you didn't see those hawkers selling eggs because you are not hungry for the eggs the reason you could see the eggs on the bus all the way from there is because you had not eaten nothing for a long time. Now you could see the eggs. Hello. When you're desperate, your eyes open. When you're full, your eyes are blind. When you're desperate, you see a way where there is no way. You see what is possible. And you see that this can be done. When you're not desperate, you are satisfied and you don't understand what is going on. In order for you to catch the anointing to pass over, you must be desperate for it. Be desperate for where you're going. Be desperate for the tomorrow that God is taking you into. So that that desperation will motivate you, move you, and bring you to the place where you can receive. Hallelujah. Somebody say, Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. If we are going to receive the anointing to cross over, number two, we must be prepared to serve. The Bible says, uh, uh, in Joshua here, where we just read in chapter number one, he says that uh, after the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, it came to pass that the Lord spake unto Joshua, the son of Nun, Moses' servant. Moses' minister. Listen, in order for Joshua to catch the anointing that was upon Moses, he had to serve Moses. In order for us to catch the anointing for tomorrow, we must begin to serve and we must have an attitude of serving today in order for us to catch the anointing for tomorrow. Hallelujah. 
Listen, there is an anointing that God has in store for you. There is a destiny that God has in store for you. But unless you serve in the house of God, you will not catch that anointing. That anointing will fly over your head and go to your neighbor while you are getting nothing. I've had people complain and say, but God, I've been in this church many years. You're, you're blessing the new people who have found me here. Lord, when, 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 when I've been here serving you for three years, I've been in the church for three years, but people come and in six months they are being blessed me yeah they will be blessed beyond you because of the attitude of their heart you can be in a church for three years without a servant heart and god looks at the heart hallelujah you see that anointing that you're going to catch you must be prepared to be a servant under the unction in the house and then you'll catch the anointing that is in the house if you're not a servant in the house you will not catch the anointing that is in the house we're talking about secrets of the anointing the anointing to cross over number one be desperate for it be hungry for it number two you must be a servant stand under that unction as a servant uh, ministering to the lord and as you serve that unction will come upon you Quickly here, what do servants do? They say, whatever master you want, I will do. Servants don't give instructions, they take instructions. Servants just listen and do. They hardly ask questions. Of course, there is a weakness for servants when they don't ask questions. But generally speaking, they don't ask any questions because at the end of the day, the anointing to serve is the anointing to follow. You cannot be a good leader unless you've been a good follower. Unless you've been able to serve faithfully, you cannot be able to lead faithfully. Now listen to me. You see this man of God, Pastor Fred, all the years that he was under our ministry, he served faithfully. I did not send him anywhere that he did not go i did not tell him to do anything that he did not do even when he did not understand me he still did what he understood no questions asked when i say jump he would say i'm jumping it's up to you to tell me to stop jumping now when you see the anointing and the blessing and the glory of god upon his life don't look at him and say god pastor freddy like pastor fred Come on, come on. Come on, Pastor Fred. Hallelujah. Hello, somebody. Hello. Listen, that anointing comes when you serve. When you sit under and serve, that anointing will come upon you. It came upon Joshua because he served under Moses. In order for us to cross over as we go into the next year, we must step up our level of service. Service when we understand what's happening. Service when we don't understand what is happening. Service when it makes sense. Service when it does not make any sense. By the way, it is the times when it doesn't make sense that God requires our service the most. It is very easy to be a faithful servant when it all makes sense, isn't it? You cannot be rewarded and praised because you, you, you served when everything made sense. No. We'll talk about your faithfulness and your passion and your heart of a servant in those moments when it did not make sense. In those moments when we had questions. In those moments when we had doubts. In those moments when we had fears. That is when we can truly tell what your heart is made of. If you're a servant, in the most difficult time, that is when you serve. Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. In the good times, those who are serving in the good time are not servants. They are cheerleaders. Everyone is cheering and they are leading the cheerleading. Hello somebody. 
It is very easy to shout and to say hallelujah when everything is nice. It is very easy to keep time when the church is full and everything is going on well. But it is when you serve in the difficult moments and we know that you are truly a servant. You come to sweep the church and it is you and two other people for the revival service. And you sweep the church faithfully. And you don't sweep the place where the two are going to sit. You sweep the whole church. Hello somebody. We must go quick here. In order for us to catch the anointing that, uh, that, that uh, the anointing to pass over, we must be servants. Amen. Number three. If we're going to catch the anointing to pass over, number three, we must sit under that anointing. Now listen, you cannot give what you don't have. You cannot go, you cannot take yourself where you have not been. You must allow someone who's been there, God who's been there, to take you where you've not been. You cannot give what you don't have. So first you must receive it in order to give it. Listen to me. In order for us to flow in the anointing of the Holy Ghost and to cross over, we must come to a place where we are able to receive and to sit under the anointing. We are talking about sitting under the anointing. In order for you to receive that anointing, you must sit under that anointing. Oh, when I got born again, back in the day, the move of the Holy Spirit was very rare. We could only see it on television. We could only hear about it in books and read about it. The manifestation of the Spirit was very rare. In, in my church, no one ever fell down. No one ever rolled. No one ever prophesied. The best that could happen is people would speak in tongues and that was the end of it. There was no healings, no deliverance, no manifestation of the gifts of the Spirit. There was no deliverance. There was, there was no demons being cast out. I was so hungry, I began looking for all the books and all the videos on the anointing. I had all these big videotapes. Now I know you have DVDs and CDs. But back in the day, we had those big videotapes that had to be shipped. They were big and heavy. I found all that I could find. I found 20 of Benny Hinn. I found 20 of R.W. Shambach. I found, I found, I found some by, uh, by, uh, by, uh, uh, by A.R. Toza. I found all the anointing that I could get on CDs and tapes and books and I sat under that anointing. After two months of sitting under that anointing, God began to open eyes and to open to open my eyes to see men in the city. There was one man, Pastor Robert Kayanja, who was operating in that anointing. I did not know about his ministry. After two months of reading and sitting under that anointing in books and CDs, I went and began to sit under his ministry and see him operate in the flow of the spirit and see him operate in the flow of the anointing. As I sat under that anointing, the anointing was transferred to me. Hallelujah. Oh, I watched so much Benny Hinn. I watched so much Benny Hinn. In the middle of the night, I would not sleep. My mother would go to bed at, uh, at midnight and I'm watching Benny Hinn. She wakes up at 11 and I'm watching Benny Hinn. She wakes up at 5 and I'm watching. All the time, I am glued there receiving that's why you should get these videos and these tapes of these meetings because after we are gone, after I am gone, the anointing that is here will stay. The anointing under which we are ministering will stay. So you can take me and that anointing in your home after you eat your ugali in the night, switch me on. Let me preach this sermon to you again and again and again until you've memorized the sermon. 
In order for you to be able to operate in a certain anointing, you must sit under that anointing. Remember, we are talking about crossing over. You must appreciate someone who has gone ahead of you, someone who has gone in that anointing that you want to go into, and be able to sit under that anointing of that someone else, so that you can have that anointing on that someone else transferred upon your life, and then you will be able to flow in that same anointing. Hallelujah. I watched so much Benny Hinn. I read so much Benny Hinn books that uh, I began walking around with a jacket, throwing the jacket. Now, you know, these days Benny Hinn doesn't throw the jacket anymore. These days, the anointing he flows in is another manifestation. Back in the day, back in the day, man, we used to take off the jacket. And when you wave your jacket this side, all the people here begin going. And then you say, people here, I'm coming. Then you take the jacket this side and... Hallelujah. Hello, somebody. Hello, somebody. I had one... I had, I had several of those jackets. Three of them were stolen. Because the anointing was so strong on those jackets. After the service, the guys would just disappear with the jacket. How was I able to get into that anointing? I sat under that anointing. Listen to me. There's church growth coming to this church. Now, and I, I, I know there are personal breakthroughs that God is bringing you into. You know them. And, and I don't want to take time on them. I want to just focus on some of the things that are happening in the church. Because it's a bigger body. There's going to be explosion of numbers here. Do you know what that means? It, begins, it means begin listening to someone's ministry anointing of church growth. Everyone who has a church growing, you should know about them. Everyone whose church is doing anything, you should know about it. Hello somebody. Are you here? Your best friend, your mentor should become David Yongi Cho. Amen. He is my mentor right now. He has the biggest church in the world. Approximately one million people. In 1967, he had the biggest church in the world. 5,000 people in 1967. We are not counting goats and chickens. We are counting people with heads. We are not counting their legs and their hands. We are counting heads only. He has a church of one million people. He's my current mentor. You find me in the middle of the night, I don't sleep. I'm listening to Yongi Cho. His accent is boring. He, he, his teaching is confused. It is all Chinese. But behind those words, there is an anointing. Sometimes I don't understand what he's saying. But what he's saying, that anointing is transferred unto me and I receive it. Hello, somebody. Hello. I'm saying that as a pastor. That is me as a pastor. Now you as an individual, God is taking you somewhere. You know the place where you're going into. God has revealed it to you. You need to sit under the anointing that is similar to where you are going. God is taking you into an taking you into an anointing of business. Some of you need to go to the golf club and buy membership and find a mentor who will mentor you in the realm of business. They may be born again or not born again, but go to the golf club. Some of you already have membership. Begin to play golf and get into those uh, get into those circles and begin to rub shoulders with these men because you will come under their anointing. Hello, somebody. Remember, the anointing of money has no religion. Did you think money had a religion? Money has no religion. Amen. So it doesn't matter whether he's a sheikh or what. 
If God puts you under that man, you can learn some secrets of how to manage money, even under a non-believer. Ask Moses. His father-in-law was not a child of Israel. He had, he had no revelation of God, but he mentored him in leadership. He woke up one day, he saw Moses doing his thing. He said, Moses, you're doing it wrong. My experience shows that you cannot pastor two, you cannot, how many million were there? Five million. You cannot, must, you cannot pastor five million people in the wilderness. And he told him, that man Jethro said, look Moses, appoint leaders. And he schooled Moses in leadership. Hello. He was not a child of Israel. He had no covenant with God. Well, if he did, God doesn't tell us about it. Hello somebody. Amen. Some of you, your businessmen, men of financial muscle and power, God wants to raise you in this city, go buy your membership at the golf club. Hello. And I'm not kidding and I'm not showing off and I'm not trying to be sassy. I'm just giving you the basic facts. Because the deals that are signed at the golf club are more than the ones that are signed in the church. Huh? Hello somebody. Even before you go to court, the judge has decided the conclusion of the case on the golf club. By the time you arrive in court, the judge has already decided who's guilty and who's not at the golf course. Ah. Hello somebody. You want to catch the anointing? Sit under the anointing. You can never miss to catch the anointing that you've sat under. That's why I love these services. Because as we come together as a people, we are sitting under a specific anointing. And as we share the word and we lay hands and we prophesy, that anointing comes on you. Whether you like it or not, you've come under that anointing. It is on you. How many of you can go to a bar and come out without smelling like cigarette smoke? You go to go tonight. I give you permission. Go to a bar. Some of you are looking at me. You've never been to a bar. It's okay. Take two brothers and go to a bar. Now I know those of you who are sincere with yourself. You know God took you from the bar, but you can just pretend here that you've never been to a bar. Now I give you a license. Go to the bar tonight. Take a brother or two to the bar. Make sure you sit in the smoking section. After you come out of that bar, go to your wife and sit near her and smile. She will ask you, "When did you start smoking?" Because you were in a bar. The smoke in the bar came upon you. Now what makes you think you can come under the anointing of God Almighty in the house of God and live like you came? It is absolutely impossible. The unction from heaven is rubbed upon you whether you like it or not. Some of you won't know the change that has been done in your life. You will only find out six months later when things are happening and you say, where did this thing begin? And you realize I went to a certain service somewhere. I sat under a certain preaching. Someone laid hands on me and from that day things began to change in my life. The anointing you want to catch, you must sit under. Hallelujah. I don't care whether that anointing is in China. Pick up yourself, get on a plane, go to China. Hallelujah. Amen. There are churches I have visited not because they have invited me but because there is an anointing there and I must catch that anointing. I've been to all their churches. I've gone looking for them. I've been to the Benny Hinn meetings. I've been to the, to the, to the, to the Road Parsley meetings. I've been to T.D. Jackson's church. I've been to every growing church in the world. I have gone there. I'm putting my eyes on Korea now, South Korea, because my new mentor is in South Korea. Now listen to me. If you're a leader, 
The day you stop learning is the day you stop being a leader. So I must keep on learning. Amen. This next year, I'm putting my eyes on South Korea. There is an old Mzee Chinese there who has a one million member church. How? How? One, oh, he's 1.5 now. You see, the pastor is up to date. He's keeping track of what's happening. Huh? They are 1.5. Wow. Listen. The anointing you want to catch, sit under that anointing. You can't go to China. You can't go to America. Buy the book. Save money, buy the book. You can't buy the book, photocopy the book, borrow the book, believe, just get the book. Read that book and memorize the book. You have no idea how many books I've, I've photocopied. I have so many photocopies of books, so many. Huh? Get their books, get their CDs, get their tapes. Hallelujah. Get them, soak them in. Let them be what you are feeding yourself on. Hallelujah. See, you spend hours watching television. It's a waste of your time. Spend hours under the anointing. But even that television you spend hours on, it has an anointing. That's why you're, that's why you're quarreling with your husband after you've been watching those silly movies. Huh? Especially, do they watch Nigerian ones here? They do. Oh, we do. Uh, I like the confession. Those Nigerian movies are full of witchcraft, women bewitching other women and all the... Then you sit under that anointing. You watch three movies like those a day. Am I lying? The husband comes home from work. He's stressed. He arrives. You haven't even swept the house. You're so lucky he's born again. Otherwise, he would have laid hands on you suddenly. There are two, hand, there are two ways to lay hands. Let us stick with the first way. In prayer and in faith. Hallelujah. The husband gets home, you're quarreling, fighting, and you begin to think that your neighbors are bewitching you. Too much Nigerian movie. Huh? Hello? I, I, I've even had people speak like they're Nigerian. Because they watch so many Nigerian movies. They have picked up the Nigerian accent. Huh? The anointing you want to catch, spend time under it. The more time you spend under it, the more you will catch it. Maybe your next level is a musician and God is telling you, you, you should become a jazz musician. There is no jazz musician in, in this country. Buy the CDs, buy the books, find yourself a bus ticket, drive, to get, get into a bus, go to Nairobi, sit under some jazz musician. Sit under them. If he tells you to sweep his house, sweep the house as long as you can hear him play. Hello. Huh? Hello. The anointing you want, you must sit under it. If you don't sit under it, you will never catch it. We're talking about the anointing to cross over. Hallelujah. The tomorrow that God has for you has an anointing that is going to take you into it. If you catch the anointing for your tomorrow, you will be able to go into your tomorrow. Maybe your tomorrow is a, is, is a, is a, is a missions church that is planting churches around the world. Find yourself a missions church and sit under them, sit under the anointing, sit under their teaching so that you can learn how they plant churches. Maybe the anointing upon you that 
that you're going to go into tomorrow is to be the lead Christian jazz musician in this country. You have no one nearby. Begin with CDs, DVDs. Find someone and sit under that anointing. And then you will soon become like that. Amen. Now, I hear people complain that uh, some pastors preach like they are spiritual fathers. I've, hear, I've heard people complain that some pastors preach like they are spiritual fathers. And I want to tell you, there's nothing wrong with you looking like your daddy. Amen. Yes. Hallelujah. There's nothing wrong with you dressing like him. There's nothing wrong with you smelling like him. There's nothing wrong with you smiling like him. There's nothing wrong with you preaching like him. Hallelujah. Why? Because as they say, you're a chip off the old block. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Who are you modeled after? Whose anointing have you sat under? That you can say, I am modeled after. I am following in the footsteps of. I'm following in the anointing of. Huh? Or you are spiritual. You say, for me, my anointing is coming straight from heaven. <laughs> straight, straight from heaven. Huh? Hallelujah. God is not releasing any more anointing straight from heaven. The anointing he released from heaven came down on the day of Pentecost. We have been receiving it ever since as he keeps on perpetuating it in the church. No, no. Buy the tape. Listen to it all night. Hallelujah. Do you know that there is so much spiritual anointing packed in one sermon, you cannot digest it in one listening. And do you know that if there is such an anointing in that tape, it can be old, and every time you listen to it, it speaks something new. Huh? Sit under that anointing. I, I promise you, you will, you will become anything you want to become. Hallelujah. You will become anything you want to become as long as you sit under that anointing. Hallelujah. I've sat under so many people's anointing. Not so many, but quite a few. And I've sat under that anointing so much that even in my dreams, these are the men I dream about. Hallelujah. When in my dreams I'm dreaming about these men that I have sat under. They are the pastors that teach me in my dreams. They come to me in the dreams and they are giving me revelations and, and breakthroughs. You, you're dreaming of your dead uncle. <laughs> and then you say, I, I dreamt a cow was chasing me. And the cow caught me. Then before it caught me, it became a lion. And it ate my leg. Then I realized it was a chicken. And I ate it. The anointing you sit under, you will take. Hallelujah. You know, the Bible talks about Elijah and Elisha. And the Bible says that Elisha followed Elijah closely. While the other sons of the prophets, who were the children of Elijah, they followed Elijah from afar. They all knew that God was going to take Elijah. They all knew that the anointing had to come on someone. But they were following from afar, saying, hmm. One of these days, Elijah is going. What? God is going to take Elijah. Someone is going to take that anointing. They kept talking about it, following Elijah from afar. Elisha said, uh-uh, not me. Where you die, I will be there. When you stand, I will stand. Where you sleep, I will sleep. 
Wherever you go, he said, be it far from me to forsake you. Where you go, I will go. In order for you to get the anointing, you must go and sit under that anointing so that where the man of God goes, you go. Where the anointing goes, you go. You are able to receive from it. That was number what? What was that? Number what? I don't want to fail again to get to seven. Let's try here. Give me 20 more minutes. Amen? Amen? In order for you to operate in that anointing, you must sit under it. Sit under that anointing day and night. Stay under that anointing. Don't sit under another anointing. Amen? Don't mix yourself under another anointing. This is very important. I tell people in my church, do not go sitting under so many churches. Because they are taking you to so many different directions. They are all good, but they are all not for you. Amen. You go sit under this church, we are talking about demons. They are coming out, they are coughing, they are jumping there. Next week you are sitting under this one, we are talking about grace. The grace of this. Next month you are sitting, at the end of the year, you have not made any progress. Let me say it this way. A child who eats all over the neighborhood ends up with a bad stomach. Because you go to uh, to uh, Njoroge's house and you eat fish. Then you go to Makande's house and you eat... Makande. Ma- oh, you go to Makande's house and you eat Makande. What is Makande? <laughs> then you go somewhere, you eat the hoofs of the cow. Then you go somewhere, you eat the fish from the ocean. Then you go somewhere, you eat these small green vegetables. I mean... People eat everything. Then you go somewhere, you eat caterpillars. By the time you come home, your stomach is pain. Was all the food good? Was all the food good? Is all the food good? But mixing it in your stomach, all that food will give you constipation. Do you know constipation? Now, it is usually the immature people who eat like that. They go somewhere, they say, they see chicken. I, I love chicken. They eat. Oh, but there's fish. Should I eat chicken or fish? I don't eat the fish also. They eat the fish. Then they see the beans. They say, ah, I always liked beans. They eat the beans. They say, ooh, <laughs> my favorite makanda. Then they eat makanda. Huh? Then the makanda, the fish, and the beans have fellowship in your stomach. Huh? They have fellowship in your stomach. That's what happens to your spiritual life. When you're drinking from every church, every ministry, all the time. Huh? Which direction are, you, are they taking you? You don't know where they They're probably taking you nowhere. There are churches that preach. They don't know where they're going. And I have nothing against any church. You understand what I'm saying? I believe all churches are serving God. And all churches must be open. We need to have as many churches as possible. But when church members are eating breakfast at this church, morning glory here, afternoon glory, lunch hour, evening, some, and counseling at five different places, you're confused. The first pastor you go to will tell you, don't marry her. The second one will say, marry her but leave her. The third one will say, don't ever marry. The fourth one will say, just die. <laughs> just die and go to heaven. Huh? Stick under that one anointing. So that you can grow in that one anointing. Now, if there is another church somewhere, another ministry that has a similar anointing, a similar direction, 
please receive from it. But remember where you are. Amen. Receive, but remember where you are. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We're talking about receiving the anointing to cross over. As you sit under that anointing, you will go to great, great places. Quickly here. Let's try to go on here. Number four. Number three. Number four. If you're going to receive that anointing to cross over, you must put a seed in that anointing. Now listen to me. A seed is a representation of where you're going. Your seed today, if you have 10 kilograms of seed for maize, it means you have a potential harvest of 10 acres. So your seed is a representation of your tomorrow. Remember, we are talking about crossing over. In order for you to cross over, you need to catch the anointing that will cause you to cross over by sowing into the anointing that you desire. Listen, whenever you want a car, you buy the car. Am I right? Amen? There is a transaction. You take money, give it to a salesman, he gives you the car. What does the money represent? The money represents your commitment to the car. The money represents your life. Because the money represents what you used to do before you bought the car. If you are a judge, your money represents what you do in a courtroom. If you are a sportsman, your money represents what you do on the sports field. If you are a lecturer, your money represents what you do when you are in the lecture hall. If you are a pastor, your money represents what you do as a pastor. Preaching the gospel and ministering to people. So your money is a representation of who you are. Now we are talking about crossing over. Watch this. If you are going to cross over, you need to sow a seed into the tomorrow that you want to go into so that that seed will take you from the today you are in and move you into the tomorrow that you want to enter. Uh, Let me say it this way. You want uh, 10 tons of maize. That's the harvest you want. You take a seed, 5 kilograms of seed. They represent the 10 tons that you want. You sow that seed. That seed grows, germinates. It literally brings to you the 10 tons. Amen. If you're going to go into a certain anointing, you need to sow in that anointing. Hallelujah. If you don't sow in that anointing, you'll be talking about that anointing. You'll be seeing the anointing from far. You'll be excited about the anointing. Oh, it's a good anointing. I love that anointing. It is a wonderful anointing. And it will not go onto you because you did not sow into it. Do you know that Elisha also had so many apprentices under him? People think Elisha was a bad man, a bad leader at raising people. No, Elisha had many people that he tried to raise. One of them was a thief. What was his name? Gehazi. He was a crook. Gehazi went on about money. Elijah, Elisha was busy with the business of the anointing. Gehazi was busy with the business of money. Huh? Gehazi got the money. He did not get the anointing. That's why when Elisha died, he had the anointing in his bones. It went with him to the grave. It is so sad. He died, took the anointing with him, because no one was prepared to sow into Elisha's life so that the anointing is transferred into their life. Hello, somebody. Hello, somebody. 
We are talking about crossing over. You must prepare a seed that will take you into your tomorrow. Amen. Hallelujah. You must prepare a seed that will take you into your tomorrow. Amen. I'm not saying that you sow the seed right now. What I'm trying to get you to do is to understand that connection. All the ministers that I have received from over the years, I saw to them. They don't know me. They have never seen me. They have seen my money. Amen. Hallelujah. I've sowed seeds all over the world. I send it there on a regular basis all over the world because I receive the anointing that is upon them. I want that anointing upon me. So I sow a seed into that anointing. They don't know me. They know my seed. They don't need to know me. They don't need to see me. They don't need to give me an invitation. What I need is the anointing that they have. Secrets of the anointing. If you're going to flow in that anointing, you must sow into it. If you don't sow into it, you do not connect with it. Listen, so many people sit under anointed preaching. And they see the miracle signs and wonders done. But they don't operate in it. Why? Because they have not sown in it. If you're going to flow in the anointing of the Holy Ghost and get to those levels as you cross over, you must sow a seed into that anointing. Then that seed will carry you. That seed will speak for you. That, spe- that seed will represent you before God. That seed will bring about a divine transfer. As long as the seed arrives that side, your must arrive this side. The only way that you're not going to get the harvest is if the seed did not arrive. But if your seed did arrive, that anointing that was upon that ministry, that place that you're trying to sow into, it will be transferred to you. Hmm? We sit down and say, God, I want to be like so and so. Have you sowed into them? Have you sowed into the anointing that you admire? Lord, just make me like so-and-so. No, you'll not make you like so-and-so. Hello. Is it okay? Am I doing fine? Chungaji. So far, so good. Sure. Because the hallelujahs are going down. Hmm? Sure. Listen. You must sow into the anointing you want. Because if you don't sow into the anointing you want, you don't qualify to receive it. Your seed qualifies you to receive that anointing. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We'll close here. I owe you how many more? We'll close here. Huh? Have you ever been to, to these nice restaurants? They give you a big stack of ribs. <laughs> They're bigger than your stomach, but the eyes say, mm, I, I'll finish it. I'll. <laughs> you eat up to halfway and you say, eh, oh. <laughs> let us stand up on our feet. <laughs> oh, glory to God. Glory, glory, glory. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Lift those hands. Father, we love you tonight. We exalt, we glorify, we magnify, and lift your name above every other. Thank you for the Holy Spirit. Thank you for the anointing that breaks the yoke of bondage. Thank you for the unction to function.
Lord, I declare over all your people here today that you will take us into a new dimension, into a new anointing, into a new level, into a new flow. I declare over us here today, mighty God, that you will cause us to catch the anointing to cross over and go into the great things you have for us. I know you have a tomorrow that is bigger than our yesterday. I know you have a tomorrow that is much brighter, more exciting, more, 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 more interesting than we have ever imagined. I declare, mighty God, that you'll cause us to walk into that tomorrow. I speak over every man and woman here that they will appreciate and flow under the anointing to cross over. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, I command right now that you'll quicken us to cross over into that anointing of Almighty God. We give you glory. We give you praise. Now, Lord, I declare over this ministry. I declare over the families in this ministry. I declare over the businesses that are represented here in this ministry. I declare over every man's and every woman's uh, uh, labor that they will experience a crossing over going into a greater dimension in the name of Jesus. That they will experience a breakthrough to go into the levels of glory, to go into the levels of grace, to go into the levels of power like you're predestined for them. I declare right now by the name of Jesus that the anointing of God will fall upon us that you will cause us to mount up on wings as eagles and flow into the high calling that we have in Christ Jesus we give you praise, we give you glory and we thank you in the name of Jesus we do pray and everyone say amen come on let's give God a mighty hand of praise Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Thank you for joining us today. Don't forget to subscribe and share the message to your family and friends. Follow us on our social media at Kingstar Church.